Welcome to the Leadership Playbook. My name is Emily Hawkins. How I used to introduce myself is, I have 15 years in supply chain, creating and leading teams, streamlining processes, managing millions of dollars. Except that's not what I do anymore. I'm a career and life coach. And I wanna take you on the journey of how to lead yourself, how to take your career to the next level, whatever that may be. I'm gonna give you tangible advice on exactly how to do what you want to do. Lead and love your life. I wanna talk about guilt. Not just any guilt, but the special kind of guilt known as parent guilt. I'm calling it parent guilt because I believe that fathers feel this guilt too. I do not believe that mom guilt and dad guilt are that far away from one another because I have worked with so many men that have felt guilty about business trips, missing birthdays, missing practices or games. We're calling this parent guilt. So if you have had parent guilt, raise your hand. If you're in the car and you're driving, just say amen or something like that. Don't don't take your hands off the wheel. Um, I, this is near and dear to my heart. This is one of the reasons why I do what I do, because I was missing out on my kids' lives. I sold my soul at one point to my company. Did they want me to do that? Not necessarily. That was that was my choice. And I also wanted to move up in the world. I wanted to make more money. There were so many things that I felt like I needed to do at the hands of sacrificing my children and time with them. I can talk about this really candidly now because I still don't 100% spend a million hours a day with my children. I work full time. I have created my own business and anyone out there that has done that knows there are days where you work more hours. I have an amazing husband and childcare provider that help me, but I really want to talk about how I personally got over this. Not 100%. I am real. I still have parent guilt. It happens. But ways that I involved my children into my career. No, no, they do not work for me or with me. That There's some child labor laws around that. Uh, what I really mean is how I talk to them about where I am all day. So I really want to start there because if you think about it, if all your child knows is that they are, if they're really little, dropped off at daycare, you are gone, you magically appear, you know, eight to 10 hours later, maybe 12, let's be real, that definitely has been my life at times, and you never talk about where you were, isn't that weird? Don't your children probably feel a little bit left out? Like there's this whole section of your day that I have no idea where you go. Now, if you have like a newborn or something, they clearly don't care where you are. They just, oh, look, somebody's taking care of me. It's fine. But with your older children, I think it's important that you share with them what you do. So my children started asking me this a few years ago. And I was in a job that I wasn't 100% passionate about, so that was hard. I brought home a lot of stress. Oh, my goodness. And by the way, stress is just another word for fear. I was scared. I was scared about where I was. I was scared about the stability of my job. I was scared about the future. I was scared of getting let go and our benefits going away. That's stress. I was stressed. And guess who felt that the most? My children. 
And guess what? If your children don't know where you are all day and you come home stressed, what do you think they think you're stressed about? Them, which, I mean, let's be real. It's not like they come just all, you know, happiness and roses all the time. Children come with their own amount of stress. But what you bring into your house from your job, that's your choice. And your children will react to that. I remember one morning in the midst of all of this, my daughter, I was getting her ready for school. And she was like four, maybe. And we were trying to find her shoes. And she was watching the cartoon that was on TV. She was 100% into that. I asked her three different times to find her shoes. And she did not go do that. She was continuing to watch TV. What did I do? I exploded on her. And I said, you get your shoes on, you find your shoes right now. My daughter does not react well to yelling. It is not for her. She freezes whatever she's doing and she cries. So that's exactly what happened here. I immediately felt guilty about that because I know what I should have done. I should have turned off the TV and said, let's find your shoes together. But my head was not in that conversation. My head was in a meeting that I was going to have later that day. And that was not fair to my daughter. So what I would say about that is be present. How do you be present? What do I mean by that? So there are two very distinct times in your day that matter and will help you get more presence, if you will. And one of those is first thing in the morning. So I get up purposely about an hour and a half before my children do. Now I work out, I read, I might answer some emails from clients and that kind of thing. But that time is not only for me to do those activities, but it's for me to get my head right. Because those few minutes matter to the rest of my day. Because I know if I have that time for myself before they get up, when they get up, I'm happy to see them. <laughs> yes, that's what I said. I'm happy to see them. If I don't have that time, I am frazzled. I am stressed. And my time and my mind is not on them. It's on the things I need to do. So when I say be present, think about if you could get up a little bit earlier than your children. I know that this is very tough for some people that have jobs where they already have to get up early. But for me personally, this is huge. I wake up between 5 and 5.30 at least five days a week. Sometimes I do it on the weekends just so I can be present for myself so that I can be present for my children. Another time that this is incredibly important is right when you leave work. So right before you're going to see your children, you need to be present. Now, what does this mean? I used to love that I had a 30 to 45 minute commute home. The reason I loved this is because it helped me process my day and also gear up for what I was getting into when I got home. When I got home, I knew I was going to make dinner. I knew that I was going to help with homework. I knew that I was going to do bath time, story time, brushing teeth, probably some tickling. Maybe we're going to color. Who knows? I had to get my head right for that because if my head was at work, 
I was not serving my children to the best of my abilities. I'll give you a secret to parenting. I read this. It is not mine. All your kids want is your attention. That's it. That's all they want. They don't care what games you're playing. They don't care what you're doing, coloring, playing a video game, doing a thing. It doesn't matter. They just want your undivided attention. And I say that because ever since I read that, it's what I remember. So when my now four-year-old son says, mom, let's color, I realize all he really wants is my attention, my undivided attention, and I'm just going to go color with him. Earlier, I mentioned about how your children don't know where you go all day. Why is that? Do you tell them what you do for a living? Do you know how to tell them what you do for a living? So children are very black and white. So make what you do as black and white as possible. I am a life coach. That means nothing to my children, right? They don't know what that is. So when my daughter asked me what I did all day, I told her that I write resumes, teach people how to interview, and I also teach them how to get promotions and run their teams because every person in management in corporate America has to run a team of people. Now it has become something that she asks me. How many resumes are you writing this week, mom? How many people are you talking to this week, mom? She wants to know more. Now she's seven, so this is normal, right, for a seven-year-old to ask these types of questions. But do not underestimate your children. Shoot it to them straight. And I was raised with this. So my mother was an assistant vice president for a nursing home chain, and she was in rehabilitation services. And basically what she did was all the hiring and firing and managing of all rehab services for this organization. And at one point it was a small organization and it grew to a national conglomerate. So in that time frame, she was traveling a lot and she would come home and she would tell me about it. She told me about good things and bad things. And one of my most memorable conversations with my mother was on salary negotiations. I remember her sharing with me, she was very down. And, you know, your children can read this. I remember being able to read it very clearly with her that something was not right. And I didn't know what it was. I think I was either in middle school or high school as well. So she could have this more adult conversation with me. So I asked her, what's wrong? And she said, well, this coming week at work, I have to fight for salaries. The thing that really matters here is that she shared with me what that situation looked like. And I have to say that I carried it with me through everything I did from being an employee and having to negotiate my salary and understanding how that situation worked all the way to salary treatments for my own employees. I understood from the age of maybe 13 or 14 what that looked like and how the CEO doesn't understand what the person on the ground that's working with the clients, the patients, whatever that might be, what they do every day and how valuable of a resource that is. Let me back up. Some CEOs understand that, not all. So when I was in the boat of negotiating for myself and for others, I realized exactly how I needed to say those things and how I needed to do those things and conduct business to make sure that everyone around me was taken care of financially. Only because my mother was transparent about where she went every day and what she did 
did I learn that insanely valuable lesson. Here's the other reason why it's really important that your children understand where you go every day. If your children are like mine, so my son is in preschool, so he's learning his letters, and my daughter is in first grade. First grade, crap gets real. It is reading every single day. It is spelling every single night. You know, we have to read at least 20 minutes a day, which sounds like not very much, but it's it's intense. And then let me just throw in the mix that my daughter's dyslexic. So this whole thing is like doing it blindfolded. We spend a lot of time and a lot of effort on school. So what a disservice is it that I am doing by not sharing with her that I go to work every day and I have to work hard as well. So that is what we have focused on in our house a lot is mommy has to do homework too. Mommy has different homework than you, but mommy has to do homework I have people that are relying on me. And not only that, but I have to show her multitasking and prioritizing. If you are not sharing with your children your thought processes behind multitasking and prioritizing, you are doing them a disservice. Do not make your child's life easy. If you do, then you are handicapping them down the road. Because the older they get, middle school, high school, college, you're less and less there, right? You can't fight all their battles for them. By having a job and sharing with them how you prioritize different meetings and things, how you multitask effectively, you are teaching them study skills, how to balance a lot of things at once, and hello, how to manage a team later on in life. What I really want for my children is for them to be functional contributors of society. That is what matters to me. I do not want to raise takers. And the only way I know how to do that is by teaching them resourcefulness and that work never really ends. But there are some amazing rewards with work. I share with them how much I love what I do. And I can tell since I switched up what I do from corporate America versus owning my own business, they feel it too. They feel more relaxed. They feel my happiness and they're happier. It's just how our children work. They mirror us so much. And back to that mirroring, do you like what you do? Because if you don't, you're bringing it home. Your children can feel it. And like I said before, they may think it's related to themselves. So when you're thinking about looking for that job, I want you to think about your family, the people that you take that stress out on, the people that have to live with you. By staying in that job, you're hurting those people. And I'm not trying to create guilt about guilt, but this is the easiest way to remedy guilt is by going out and looking for a new job. It's easier than it's ever been. We're in a great time to do it. But I really want to stay here for just a second because this is the difference between a happy family and a miserable, stressed, anxious family. Being happy at work is the backbone of that. I want to close with this. Parenting is a series of letting go. You have to let go of your children slowly but surely. And that's not 
painful really for them. It's painful for you as a parent. But guess what else you have to let go of? Your guilt. Guilt does not serve you or your child in any way, shape, or form. If you love your child, let go of the guilt. Did you love what you heard today and you want more? Sign up for my weekly email in the show notes. You can also follow me on Facebook or LinkedIn by simply typing in Emily Hawkins, the number four, the letter U. If you'd like to follow me on Instagram, it's at ehawkins28. I'll see you here next week.